God's distinction. He did PhD, was classified. Now, will he not still remember the days that used to fail in secondary school? But does that determine what he is now? Simple as ABC. He could be the prime minister of the country. Though he was a failure all his primary school, they were pushing him by, 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 by just, let's, just let's get him out of this school. So are your sins more than that is your sins and my sins. We can't forget it, but they are no more. We used to be sinners. Now we are sins. Thank you for that, amen. Somebody is thinking about it. When I take you to Benin Republic, you will, you will wake up. <laughs> Hallelujah. I can't wait for Benin Republic because they, are, they have told me that they are now national, the national anthem is that Benin is the land of voodoo. That is where we have the sign, but everywhere. So we'll go there and take the voodoo away from Benin and give them Jesus. Hallelujah. You see, that scripture says, when you were, past tense, dead in your sin. When you, lose, you used to manufacture sin. Okay? In the uncircumcision of your sinful nature. The reason why we did so was because our heart was not circumcised. We were not born again. And I told you there is nobody who is born again who will continue to sin. Yes? If anybody comes to this church or any church, it doesn't matter your role in the church. It doesn't matter what your ordination is. If you just love sinning, you are just not born again. You have a title, but you are not part of the kingdom. Hallelujah. The devil can slap you if he wants. He can press your nose anytime and there is no one to check him. Really, you will pray and God will not answer you. I will get it now. Because the seed of sin has been taken away when you will get born again. What it means is that you will not decide to sin like you did before. In the before, when you sin, you even praise yourself that you are a bad boy. You know, you know, you know, when a young man is saying that, look, I'm a bad boy. You know that kind of stuff? Those of us who have passed through it will be saying that poverty is waiting for you. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Uh-huh. But when you get born again, because the seed has changed, you can't say you are a Bible anymore. Now I'm a good guy, you know. It changes. But if you say you are born again and you love to continue to live in sin, the Bible says that you are not born again. The born again experience is the renewal of heart and mind. Your focus changes, your thinking changes. You know, as you love sin before, you love God now. As you love to be reckless before, you love to be careful now. It doesn't mean you don't make mistakes. But you are very careful now. Not before that any time any goes, you just sin recklessly. And that's what it tells me. Therefore, before we go to the second thing that it does, what is the benefit of a person who is born again and who stays away from sin? Look at First um, John, I think, 5, 18. Very quickly. When you are born again, It says that we know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. So do you see that the scripture says so? Why? The one who was born of God keeps him safe. And the evil one cannot harm him. Let me read the King James Version. I want to show you something here. It says, We know that whosoever is born of God sinneth not. The word sinneth not means... 
he does not continue to sin. Okay? Because if you do not have that understanding of the, the bitter English, you may misconstrue that. It says, but he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. And that you can explain, you can interpret into the NIV. As the synod not need to be interpreted by NIV words, they also, it does not continue to sin because, he, you know, the one that is, that is born of God in him keeps him safe. You can interpret that with this. But he, he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. The reason why the Holy Ghost keeps you safe, as NIV says, is because you keep yourself. It is your decision, not decision of God. I saw sin, I decided not to take it. It's my choice. I saw sin and I decided to take it. It's my choice. When you were not born again, you had no choice. Satan push you, you just push. Alright? Satan tell you, blow him, you blow him. Bring out knife, you bring out knife. Not, not thinking about jail. Strike him, you strike him, and then you are, you, are, you are arrested. The devil made you strike him, will arrange police to arrest you. Yes? And you find yourself in trouble, all other people that you were together, he will make them to escape. Because you are the one he's looking for. And in those days, when you get into the gallow, you will not begin to say, oh, if I had known. But now, when you are born again, the difference is that Satan says, take a, take a knife, you can say, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah, somebody. You look at an opposite sex and you wanted to lust after that sex, that person, you can say, the Lord rebuke you, Satan, in the name of Jesus. Before, you would just be going like a, like a, Proverbs chapter 6 applies, <laughs> from chapter 5. It said, we're going like a bird into the nets. It said, literally, they didn't know that he's going to his death until an arrow pierces his liver. Talking about adultery or fornication. But when you are got born again, your eyes look at somebody and your mind wanted to lose. You can say, I rebuke you, Satan. Because you know that Satan is the one. Now that you are born again, you have control. Before you are born again, you do not have control. Are we together? Let me give you one more evidence. Look at the book of Ephesians chapter 2. I love the Bible so much because the rule of evidence explains everything. It says here, chapter 2, go to my NIV please, because all this you can't understand. As for you, you were dead in your transgressions, in which, and you are dead in your transgressions and sins, yes, it says, in which you used to live. When you follow the ways of this world and of the ruler of the kingdom of the earth. And it says what? Shall we read that together? The spirit. So it talks about this spirit that when you were not born again, you were under the control. I was under the control. But he now also classified it and said... Or distinctly that said, also this priest still work in the church among those who are disobedient. The same spirit of the world. 
So when you meet people in the church who are, who are condemning righteousness and they are telling you you don't matter, you know, you can live the life you want, it doesn't matter how you live. Understand that the spirit that you left from the world is the one that is working in them to look for accomplice. They are in the church. You and I used to be under the control, efficiencies, but now that we are saved, it can only work in the heart and mind of those who choose. You know, disobedience is not, um, is not an act of negligence. I think I was talking with the leadership yesterday about uh, understanding about negligence. You cannot negligently disobey. Okay? You can consciously disobey. Okay? When you are told to do something and you decide to do it, it's no negligence. You decided to break the law. Okay? Well, if you, were, if you want to look at it on the other side, that you decided to set the law aside, all right? It's not negligent. You are conscious of it. Okay? Whereas, the act could become negligent because you set aside the truth and you decided to do what is wrong. Okay, you neglected the truth. But if you look at the scriptures, it's saying to you and I, before we are born again, we can do anything. We couldn't control ourselves. Now we are born again. We have the Spirit of God in us that tells you no. And you have the Spirit of God that empowers you to, start, to stand by it. So you cannot say it is my weakness anymore. And it says... No, 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 no. Go back to my... Well, we finish that. All of us used to live among them at one time and gratify the cravings of the sinful nature and follow his desires and thoughts. Like the rest of men, we were what? Okay, let's read this verse together. First thing that you must not forget is that anybody who is in the world is destined to rot. It's the rot of God upon them. If anybody dies and is not born again, so sorry. To mourn them is not necessary because they are gone already. Okay? Gone already. Hellfire is enlarging his appetite daily. God don't save people because they are good men. Okay? He saved them because they are born again. But also you recognize this. That this scripture tells you and I that all of us lived among them at one time gratifying the cravings of our sinful nature. That is, anybody who, whatever your body wants you to do, that's what you do. You feel like punching somebody, you just punch him straight. Hmm? You feel like abusing somebody, you just, your mouth already is flowing with several abuses. You can manufacture all manners of phrases to abuse people. You are not born again. Because it is the spirit inside you that determines what comes out of you. Because if the spirit of God is inside you, instead of manufacturing curses and it is blessing, it will be manufacturing. The leaves that blesses, curse it not. 
Does it mean you cannot be angry? You can be angry. But when you are angry, that is in your flesh. And you want to go into sin, the spirit inside you will rise up and say, stop it. You cannot. And because you are born of God, you are controlled by God's spirit. Say, Lord, I'm sorry. And that is how you can allow the guilty to go, scot-free. Now, but it says here that all these operations have their, 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 their roots in our desire, which come from our mind, thoughts. Following the desires and thoughts. Yes. <laughs> Following our desires and thoughts. So what you desire comes from what you are thinking. And that determines whether you are saved or not saved. Don't make a mistake to die if you are always loving the flesh. Don't try it. You can't redeem yourself anymore. So if there is anybody listening to me that you discover that you are more to your thinking and your flesh action in this service, you must not live without asking Jesus to come into your heart. Believe you me. If you know that you are a slave to your flesh, you are a slave to your evil thoughts, you can't redeem yourself from doing bad. You tried everything, you failed. God is telling you, all of us failed by our trying. It is only mercy and grace that can deliver you. So you must invite Jesus to your heart today. I will be now. We were all together under that dominion. How would you feel? As I'm preaching now, somebody just turned and said, Apostle, shut up! In this service, you would think that he's a woman now. You think that she's possessed with demon. Or they sent her here. But you will expect apostle to deal with that situation. If it's a demon, apostle should cast the demon out and let the woman be free. And the, the apostle was looking at the woman and he didn't speak anymore. And the woman said, if you say one more word, I will tell everybody. And you see apostle begin to make signs like, you know, calm down now. Calm down now. Somebody will say, this is not the apostle I know. You will stand up and say, shut your mouth. And the woman says, and yours too. She says, I will tell you something that will shut the whole of your mouth. And the woman brought a boy up. And said, look at the face. And the boy is a replica of apostle. What will you feel? What will you feel? Some of you will first collapse. While they are pouring water and do so some of you say, oh my God. No, this cannot be. He says, an imposter. And he says that if he's not, look at him. I'm sure you won't like it. So what will happen to Apostle? Uh, uh, church, I'm so sorry. Uh, church, I have... Uh, <laughs> we are all flesh, you see. <laughs> We all make mistakes, you see. <laughs> and they asked the woman, the woman said that this boy is five years old, so you know when he was conceived. 
How would you feel? It will be a disgrace for you because the whole world will see it. And you say, that's your apostle. Let me say that to you. Many of you will leave this church. So, more than that is Jesus disappointed in a person who comes to church but lives in sin. Angels are ashamed of such person. Am I with you? How won't God sent his son to die? We cannot waste his blood. We cannot waste his blood by actions that profit nothing but disgrace. No sin profits a man. Sin humiliates a man. Sin assassinates a man. It destroys ego. It makes a man useless. It brings regrets to the life of man. Haven't Jesus delivered us from it? Then we must not continue to live in it. Go back to my first John 5, 18. And look at the consequence. The reason why Christians do deliverance all over the whole place. That is fake. People should repent. They are doing deliverance for them. Please go, go quick. First John 5, 18. We know that anyone born of God does not continue to sin. He says, you remember? The one who was born of God keeps him safe. Alright? And King James Version says what? In that verse, that line. No, 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 no. But he that is begotten of God keepeth himself. So, go back to my NIV. And it says, and the evil one cannot harm him. You must be able to walk anywhere as a Christian. They call it place a shrine. It doesn't matter to you. Because the evil one cannot harm you. They say this is dangerous. You don't have fear for anything. Because the evil one cannot harm you. If you are born of God, you are not subject to any evil. You are not under the jurisdiction. Decision of hell have no jurisdiction over you. But you have to stay in the kingdom. Stay in the kingdom. Look. One thing you lose by obeying God is regret. You will never see regret. One thing you gain by disobeying God is regret. Let's look at another scripture. Colossians 2.14 We are talking about what Jesus did. I spent time talking about the deliverance from sin and rescue from the dominion of darkness. It says, having cancelled every written code with, with its regulations that was against us and that stood opposed to us, he took it away, nailing them on the cross. Haven't cancelled every written code. Written code stands for laws. Express laws. I told you before, written code is another word for statutes. That is the, not the, the, the constitution of the country. Alright? And regulations are the uh, subsidiary uh, laws made by various jurisdictions. European Union will make, you know, a law, an article, and then they will do regulations, and the regulation is supposed to be interpreted into the laws of every subsidiary countries 
who are member states so that they also can now begin to implement regulations and then every council like uh, you know uh, government of uh, processors they will now look at those primary laws and then they will write their own regulations yes so satan makes statutory laws that govern the kingdom of hell but he has principalities and powers rulers of darkness and spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places who have geographical territory allocated to them and families allocated to them down line now therefore the written code which is the status of the devil that governs everybody jesus nailed it on the cross jesus nailed it on the cross plus any subsidiary decisions that could be made either by principalities who are national rulers or or powers who are sub-national rulers or spiritual hosts of wickedness in high places who are territorial rulers and you know family rulers any decision they make in regulation have been cancelled before they made it before they made it is cancelled so if somebody encountered or conjured by evil spirits to uh, uh, alexis and alexis went mad and he says now let us try to alfred williams the moment they mention alfred williams the angel of the lord's hand is up as they begin to say the same thing they said to alexis and alexis went mad the moment they finish it the angel will go cancelled somebody said to me that what is apostle saying i said so that if anybody say anything that is contrary to the statute of the bible and they mention your name they mention the, the moment your name is mentioned the blood of jesus will say cancelled because jesus nailed on the cross having cancelled what is cancelled have no more power if there is a sign on the motorway and then they put cancelled on that sign it's no more sign it cannot control man it cannot you cannot be guilty of contravening it listen to me a believer should know this that heaven that word heaven cancelled is past participle tense it is what has happened that is waiting for it's like a a a a a a, a credit card jesus made provision for you just spend it cancelled it and yet many christians are afraid of this <laughs> can you imagine even I've had prophet who say to you, ah, they after, they after, who is after who? Hey, Father, give them understanding. I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about those who are watching me on television. Because you know in this house, I have taken you to war front and you came back on hot. Haven't cancelled the written code with its regulation that was against us and that stood opposed to us. So, let me say this to you. Some people have said that, I've had people who came to Christian church and they said that, you know, this is my head. Somebody, you know, somebody did something over my destiny, you know? Yes. And you have many books on destiny counselor, destiny restorer, destiny. Destiny cannot be restored because it is written. Hallelujah. You don't restore what is written. You restore what is taken away. Hallelujah. Don't you understand? And then you have them coming over and saying, oh, man, I stop. This, my Bible tells me, anything that stood opposed to me. The Bible says, I will bless you in your coming in. I will bless you in your going out. Anything that says no has been cancelled. The Bible says you will be heard, you will never be taken. Anything that opposes it is cancelled. Anything that opposes whatever the Bible says to me is cancelled. 
Let me say this to you. If I'm struggling to make it, it doesn't mean I'm a failure. It is a process I'm going through. Because my end is success. Are you with me now? Anything that opposes what God tells you, the Bible says Jesus nailed on the cross. In the book of Numbers, if you read from chapter 22 to 25, when, when a man, a king, Balaam, uh, Balak, went to Balaam to come and curse Israel, the Bible says that he went to the barren height to curse them, he could not. He went to the, to the hill top to curse them, he could not. He went to the, the desert looking for a, 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 a place that he could stand, that could give him authority. He went to several grounds, they are sinking sand. Because why? He's turning that curse to the people that God has forgiven. And that's why he says that God is not a man that he should lie, verse 19, 22, and 23. No, a son of man that he will change his mind. Has he promised and not done it? And this man who should, who should curse Israel began to bless Israel. If you stand on Christ, your enemies will bless you, man. The Bible said, the Lord said to my Lord, sit down at my right hand and stop running about. You run about, he cannot make your enemies the footstool of your feet. You sit in him, he will make the enemies the footstool of your feet. I have a God who fights battle. <laughs> he calls battle so that he can flex his muscles. That's the reason why he says that the battle is not yours, it's mine. Only if you can understand. Listen to me. So therefore, regulations and everything that opposes us, he nailed on the cross. He nailed on the cross. I love it. Look at the final one. It says, 15, having disarmed the powers and authority, he made a public show of them. Public spectacle. Of them triumphing over them by the cross. Hello, somebody. Hello, somebody. The Bible says that Satan has abominations. Yes, but when it turns into a Christian, he's been disarmed. Don't fear nothing. Fear God, who can kill the body and cast the soul to hell. He disarmed principalities. He disarmed power. Wow. I remember when I went to, uh, 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 to meet some occult people in Nigeria. And I came down from my car. They were all waiting to meet me. One of them who was the head of an arm of occultism. He had promised that when he stares at me, my blood will dry and I will fall down like a... Like a... Panla. Uh, Stockfish. <laughs> You heard what I just said. I spoke in tongues. <laughs> when we went to Greece, I didn't hear them too. They were just talking and Eucharist to Kalai and stuff like that. Hallelujah, somebody. And that man boasted. All his ten fingers rusted. He put rings all over here. He put rings all over the ten fingers. And he, 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 he painted, where do you call this one? Eyebrows and this one. This one called? I eyebrow is the bottom one. Eyebrow is the top one. So he painted what they call Tiro. He painted the up eyebrow with black. And then the one under, what do you call it? Lashes. Lining. 
lining. Okay, can you see me? He painted this eye lining with, uh, with juju. A man, not a woman. And he painted the top one. They said his eyelashes. You are not a woman. <laughs> the eyelids. Okay. Here, the English guy said his eyelids. Alright, now, no problem. The one on top that covers your eyes, eyelids, biologically. Why is he in lashes again? They painted, he painted it black. And he painted the one under that covers the eye on the bottom. What do you call that? Eyeliner. <laughs> God deliver all of you. Now listen to me. He painted here black and black here. And he painted both black, black. And then he let it go this way and that way. Why do people in occults try to behave like masquerade? It's because they have no power. So they have to put on a physical, scary, and their eyes are red. Because they drank. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. Oh, Allah. And then, he now put on a necklace. Do you know what he tied on his neck? Live tortoise. So that you can be seeing the tortoise going like this, and the head and the hand. He had promised all his cohorts. Who is that apostle? Once I look at him like this. So what did I do? I went to his boss first. Shook his hand and pulled him to myself. And I hugged him with all his the concussion. And I went to the man before he, he could, uh, uh, you know, duck me. I have held his hand. I pulled him to myself. The old, the five ring rings. I pulled him and I hugged him with his touches. When I went to the third one, everybody was falling away. And then they understood that. Having spoiled principalities and powers, he made a public shoe of them, triumphing over them by the cross of Calvary. These are people in that town, they call them the world. They fear them more than God. I useless everything they carry. So the people behind who are old witches, they can't walk straight. They are walking like this. By the time I got to them, everybody was falling away. It will be your turn. No, you came to kill me. You think you have power. Carry them with the power. Hug them with their power. On the third day of my meeting with them, their head knelt before me. It's not by anointing. It is by the express word of God. Bible cannot lie. My Bible said Jesus canceled every written code. Even if I had covenant with them before, I have changed my covenant and I'm not having covenant with Jesus who created them. Okay? And the superior covenant in the rule of covenant obsolete the subsidiary covenant. So I don't need to break the previous covenant. I only need to sign a new contract. And the old contract is obsolete. Hebrew 8 tells you that. Come on now. I love the word of God. My people perish from lack of knowledge. You don't know that Bible is more powerful than juju. It's more powerful than spell. It is called God's spell. God is the one spelling mankind. You know, many of us were raising all these uh, fictions, you know. Ah, this thing. Though, your forefathers, which forefathers? People who, was, who died and their... And, and, and Mark God ate their mouth, and they are all in hell. 
Which forefathers? My Bible says Jesus canceled it. Finally. Yes. I'm looking at time. Am I doing good today? At least I must preach you well. You go out from here and destroy every path of Satan. Look for them wherever they are smashed their head. There is nothing the devil can do. Okay? Now let me help you understand the final thing. And I will teach you more on this when I meet you. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 17. We will begin from it. It says, chapter 1 verse 17, sir. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you what? The spirit of what? Say the spirit of wisdom. I can't hear you. Spirit of wisdom. And what? Revelation. So that you may do what? Wow. This is the beginning. You see what I've read to you? This is what you need to just understand it. I went to a village where the occults were destroying and beating up Christians. So they reported them to me. I said, go and tell their head. I want to meet all the occults. And tell them that we will meet them in their forbidden forest. When they told them that Apostle said he wants to meet you. Because in, in Nigeria, I don't know whether it's so in, in Sudan or in, in Kenya or in Caribbean. Or at least I know Obioma when we went to Jamaica. Obioman, they, they call them witch doctors, Obioman, they call them there. They have a place where they, they tie all their jungle. People don't go there, isn't it? Except people go for them. But in Nigeria, they, they tax some forests and call it this forest of evil. And they forbid, they call it forbidden forest. Now let me tell you this calm. If it is forbidden, what are some people doing there? <laughs> never ask themselves. But let me say this to you. From generation to generation, they continue to tell their children, don't go near. Eh? Forbidden for Don't go near. Then you see these people useless who tie a, a white wrapper on their chest and they hold some leaves that they cut from some places and uh, some plants that they have carved and then they took some wood that a, a, a craftsman carved a good image of a, an animal or a man. Isaiah 44 applies. And then they will go about and be together and they will be shouting and they will be wowling like werewolf to scare people. And in the night they go there. You see, those guys are going there. Let me tell you, inside that bush, because people don't go there regularly, you have a lot of bush meat. The best roast games, you find them there. Are you with me now? And so, many Christians in Nigeria, when they hear, they just say, leave what is Caesar. And I asked them in that village, is Caesar a Yoruba name? Caesar is a Roman. How can you tell me here that he has jurisdiction? Ah, no, 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 no. I can't see Caesar. If you show me Caesar in Nigeria, I will give him what belongs to him. And moreover, it is money Jesus was talking about. He's not talking about Satan. 
Both waiting for us in the worry about waiting for us. When they told them, you know, the people thought twice. You can think twice, three eyes, and if it's beyond. <laughs> they said, don't let that man come here. Hallelujah, somebody. That is why Balaam said that from a lofty hill I look, look at them. I see a people separated for God. He said, who can number the third part, the fourth part of Israel, of Jacob? The Bible cannot lie. We enter forbidden forests. Really, this church bought a forbidden forest. Alright? And they sold it to us because it is an evil forest. Jesus city land is evil forest. Ancient evil forest. Are you with me now? When we bought it, they said, let's just give them. Let them carry the devil away. When we bought the land, our staff took a bulldozer to clear the land. And there is a python that the people of the village worship. That python, they said, he comes to the village sometimes and he, he swallows babies. But they believe that whenever they report the python kills somebody, by the time the hunters will get there, it disappears mysteriously. That's what they have told their, their generation from one generation to the other. When Christ said tabernacle, as God will have it, they sold us their land, which is the uh, uh, the Satan forest, and my men went there, and they were bulldozing everything, and they saw the python. That python, if the python stand, it should be as high because it's about how many feet? Is it twenty-five feet or thirty feet? It's bois constrictor, heavy. When the python, when the python jumps into the forest, you hear. But before bulldozer, there is no python. Bulldozer went over him twice. As the python was coming, they said, that's the python. They went with the bulldozer. They caught him into two pieces. So the head ran for a short distance. And he stopped there. The tail is waggling all over the whole place. My men came down, caught up the head. And you know the amazing thing? They had a feast before they told the village. <laughs> Of the python. They finished, the, they divided the python, all of them took home and they roasted it and ate. When the news got to the village, the priest of the python started running towards the place that it must be somewhere. They said, It's in our belly. He, they ate their God. That is not your kind of God. <laughs> Some people's God can be eaten. Amen. <laughs> You know, the news went to the village and said, Ah! That Baba Apostle, <laughs> don't go near these people. <laughs> they said, You know, you, you can't understand it in English if I say it. In their dialect, okay, in, that, in English, it means, it, they said, Those boys are, ha, they ate monster. They ate monster. Satan has nothing to say but lie. From beginning to the end, he's a liar. No truth is found in him, neither can he tell you the truth. So everything you have believed that is handed over to you by ancestors, drop it. Except moral standard. Are we together now? So he says, I keep praying that the eyes of your understanding may be understand. That, that he said, I pray that God may give you the truth of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that prayer for you today. Say Amen.
All what I'm talking about depends on how much you know Jesus Christ. Apostle talks the way he talks because he knows Jesus Christ. <clears throat> how do you know Jesus? From the Bible. How do you know the Bible? Come to church. <laughs> Come to prayer. When people leave prayer, they read the Bible, I write down. I just go home and I read it. A boy in this church, with mommy calls him prophet. I think he's 12. And there's another girl in this church. She just came out with a distinction. You know, she, she got 100% in mathematics. That girl goes to New Cross. They lead prayer. That girl is 12 too. When they lead prayer, I write down the scriptures from where they're leading the prayer. That is how I'm wise. Because it doesn't matter who reads the Bible, it is the word of God. In the leaves of an infant, it is power, equal potential, equal potential as in the leaves of the apostle or the, or the pope or bishop. Listen to me. Your knowledge of Jesus determines how much victory you can have on this earth. If you don't know him, you are registered for failures. Various failures. But if you know him, forget it. Forget it. That's the reason why Paul said, I care to know nothing. Except Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. You must care to know nothing except Jesus Christ and the power of his resurrection. The word of God is live and true. Paul says, I pray. Now, why did Paul pray this prayer? We'll read from 18 to 22. And that, I will have to handle it later on. It says, I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. That is, the knowledge of the word of God enlightens the heart of the eyes. In order that you may know, one, the hope to which he has called you. You don't need to join a group as a young man to be successful in England. No, we have a good number of youths in this church now who are very successful. Very, very successful. And some of the adults among you too, they are directors of various organizations in the same country. And I don't think I'm a failure. Eh? Do I look like one? I'm not. You can't have failure in the, in the kingdom of God. It's impossible. If the God who created heavens and whatever you lay hands on, it says, it will bless it. Anything you set your mind to know, you will know it. But it's by the knowledge of Christ. If someone says to me that I'm, I'm struggling with academics, I don't know what is wrong with me. My, I'm going old. Which old are you going? Which old are you going? I know a man in his 90s went to university and he graduated. And he got first class. A woman at the age of 60 went to start medicine. She graduated and qualified as a medical doctor. I'm doing law now. By this time next month, I am free. In my LLM, let me say this to you. Before your eyes, I will do PhD in law. I will do DSC in law. I will read until I die. Why? I want you to know this, that the word of God is true. If you can sell your brain to know God, God will shower wisdom into that brain. If I, learn, if I decide to go and learn carpentry, I will set, I will set up a carpentry and joinery company. Man, 
a, a furniture manufacturing company and it will, it will succeed. It will succeed. Success don't come by incantation. It comes by the wisdom and knowledge of the Spirit, which comes only by Jesus Christ. You can't tell God to come and cultivate your vineyard when you, don't, you are not available to his own vineyard. How can that be? Oh, Father, bless my business. And his business is the church. You, are, you, are, you, are not, you, you treat the church anyhow, and then you want Jesus to treat your own business classified. You're joking. It is the trick of Satan to keep a man where he is till he dies. Never fulfilled. Whereas, you have great potentials in you to fulfill greatly on earth. If any one of you have that dream, may God deliver you. You are born to succeed. By wisdom, a house is built, the Bible says. By knowledge, the room is filled with all good things. By understanding, it is established. The knowledge of Jesus means success. Eyes of your heart will be open. Look at what it says here. It will be enlightened. In order that you may know the first thing. Hope of your calling. The hope to which he has called you. It involves your destiny spiritually and your destiny in these earthly things. First Peter 2, 1, 3. You have a hope to live. You are not a waste. You are not a mistake. Even if your parents wanted to abort you and you were narrowly escaped, you are not a mistake. You are born to be born. That's why you are born. You are born to live. That's why you are living. Whether you are born in poverty, it doesn't mean you should die in poverty. People are born in poverty. They became millionaires in this, in this world. You will put an end to every misery in your family only because you know Jesus Christ. The knowledge of Christ will open the eyes of your heart. It will open the eyes of your understanding. You will discover yourself in a new dimension. You are more than what you think you are. You, let me say this to you, an evidence of what I'm saying. Many years ago when you were in your, in your, in, as a baby, did you know what, what, what you are today as a baby? Some of you have built houses now. Some of you have, uh, you know, business now. Some of you have, uh, you, are, you, are, you, are, you are seniors in your operations. When you are a baby running about, do you, did you ever dream of the future? So, therefore, what you are today has nothing to do with your future. Your future is greater than what you are today. That's what I'm telling you. But you can only discover it in Christ. You know why people struggle in life? Satanic powers hinder them. It will come like a thought, but it is demons. They will do those things and they will only regret. And demons laugh at them. Someone will set it hard to do a good thing. The devil will intercept his mind. He will devise an evil thing. He will do it. Only him will suffer it. And regret all the time. But let me say therefore. That's the reason why in Christ man is free. So that the things that you love to do, you cannot do it any longer by the spirit of Christ. And that comes by your knowledge of Jesus Christ. Come on now. How many minutes do I have? Five. Hope. You have a hope. Then the second is the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints. The riches of his glorious inheritance. I will teach you much about this. There is a hope for you. There are rich inheritance inside you. And the last one is, is great, incomparable power 
which he had made available to you. I've spoken about the power. That power, he said, is like his working strength, which he exerted on Christ Jesus and raised him from the dead. When we look at that next meeting, we will look at how Jesus was raised from the dead. You, you saw the youth did a play uh, uh, yeah, uh, the last time. Now, 28th chapter of, of Matthew said, And an angel of the Lord descended from heaven, and he rolled away the stone and sat on it. <laughs> I love it. The Bible says his appearance was like lightning. Somebody standing and it's like lightning flashing. Say that is not as terrible as that. Hello? But angels are. <laughs> Hallelujah, somebody. The Bible says, the soldiers who were standing, when they saw a man, but he's lightning. He is lightning as he's standing. The Bible says, they fell down in shock. In other words, their eyes were open, but they were demobilized. <laughs> I love it. And the angel rode his turn away and sat on it. And Jesus rose up and walked out from the grave. All the soldiers are looking at him. This is the person we should hold. They should have held him, but they are paralyzed. And the angel was not. Angel didn't struggle with them. The appearance of the angel paralyzed everything. Are we together now? It demobilized every activity on the earth. And the Jesus rose. The, 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 the appearance of that angel, it reversed decay. Instantly, every maggot became flesh back. Let me say this to you. It's the same Christ yesterday, today, and forever. I remember one day, that power is inside you. I say it's 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 inside you. The power is inside you. The devil doesn't want you to know that. You don't need to fast for it. You, you, you attain it by the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. I went to do crusade in Lagos one day. And my sister came. My only sister. I have only one woman sister. Hmm? My sister only. All of us are boys. And when I, so I decided to procreate, I have only one girl. Just like my mother. So, my sister came and said, Apostle, Apostle, Apostle. I said, what is the matter? He said, please, there's a woman. There's a woman. She's a friend. A friend, a friend of a friend. She said, yeah, she had been in hospital for the past four days. I said, what's the matter? Yeah, she, she was pregnant and she was supposed to give her nine months. And they give them this extension that they give them. The extension passed. And the baby died in her womb. And she did not notice it until three days. By the time she noticed it, her body was changing to, skin was changing to black like this. And you can see all the black. And my sister said that, please, please, they have brought her to the hospital. Doctors don't know what to do. Please, can you come and pray for her? And I said, okay, let's go. I just finished ministering. We went. And when we got there, it was a room where everybody there, they have death warrant. There are cases where doctors don't know what to do about them. Because doctors can analyze them. You see them here and there. They are just shouting, hey, oh, ah. In sorrow and in sorrowful pain. I'm talking about the power that raises us from the dead. 
When I got into that place, I greeted the nurse. I was in my collar so that they wouldn't drive me back. Because if you wear a shirt and trousers, and it's not uh, visiting time, they will soon tell you that you can't come in. But when you wear the collar, and you show them the cross, <laughs> they let you go. <laughs> That's why I wear it. <laughs> they let you go. You see everybody behave listen. <laughs> Amen. So they let me enter. And the nurse said, uh, can I help you? So I said, yeah, I was told that a woman is here. You know, it's my sister's friend. So we went there and the, the, the nurse said to me that, you know, uh, told me personally that, to be sincere, she has no hope. She has no hope. She said her body has been contaminated. I said, thank you, nurse. So we got to the woman. I started with the woman. Do you believe Jesus can heal you? He said, Yes. And I was discussing with her. Suddenly the unction of the power came. And I said, in the name of Jesus, I hit the belly. She was lying on the bed. The bed depressed and came up. When I said, in the name of Jesus, I hit the belly. Bah! Under the unction. And she came up. She stood up. We saw her body. It's like water. You pour water and water was moving like this. The body started changing from black to normal color. And it changed and changed and changed. And the baby started moving. We are seeing the baby moving. Everybody who was shouting, yeah, yeah, stood up. Everybody was here. They were screaming, shouting, praise God, praise God, praise God. Everybody who was there. Jesus went into Bethesda. He met a man and said, do you want to be well? The man said, I've been here before you were born. He said, I understand that as I'm asking you. No one to help you here. Yeah, no one to help me. Do you want to be well? He said, well, well, Lord Jesus, you know. Jesus said, stand up. Take your pipe and go home. By the same power that raised Jesus from dead. Last one. Pastor Fumi one day in New Cross went to, to, to Deford High Street to evangelize. Like we do evangelize on Saturday. And she saw a lady, a Caucasian lady. And her daughter, who was paralyzed on, uh, on the, I think it's the right hand. She was paralyzed. And she was born, she, well, she was registered epileptic. She was born. And about a year or so after she was born, she said having epilepsy for one and a half years. And she was registered in this country as handicapped, epileptic. Because she had epilepsy five times every day. And strange enough... At the end of the story, we discovered that one of our members in the church worked in the uh, school of that woman. At the time, she was 30. So, Pastor me evangelized them and, you know, and told them, the Lord Jesus heals, Jesus saves. And they said, okay, well, they accepted Jesus. They said they come to church on Sunday. And they came to church. And I didn't know it. The woman was in the church there, the 30-year-old woman with epilepsy and paralysis. And then I spoke by the Spirit of God. That that epilepsy, you are healed in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay? So when we closed, they came to me. And said to me that, you know, uh, they they want me to pray for the woman. And I said, what is the matter with the woman? They said she's epileptic. I said, Jesus healed you in the service. Because they were Roman Catholics. They don't understand what I'm talking about. She said, "Uh, please pray for my... Uh, Reverend Father, bless my daughter. I said, she, you said she's epileptic, yes. I had myself, when I was preaching, and I said, 
that epileptic woman had been healed. She said, but she's paralyzed in her hand. I said, give me that hand. And she gave me that right hand. As I held that right hand, we saw the hand black. You know, she's a white lady. The hand was black. And we saw blood began to move like this into the hand before her eyes. The, the blood came from the, from the, from the uh, shoulder and she began to change back to her color. Alright? And then to the finger. I raised the hand up. And she said, oh! Oh! And the fingers began to walk. She said, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. Oh! Oh! It is the power that reaches us from there. They went to the, to the, to the uh, uh, school the following day. She told them that I went to a church yesterday, I was healed. She said, I can wash dishes for the first time in my life. She couldn't wash dishes. Her, her testimony is that I can wash dishes for the first time in my life. Then, they told her that by nine we will give you a medication. She said, I don't want it. They expected her to have convulsion. She did not. Twelve, they expected convulsion. She did not. By three days, the hours of prayer is where the convulsion attack her all the time. By the end of the day, they said, come, come. They called the mother. What happened to your daughter? She hasn't taken any medication and she doesn't have convulsion. She said, I went to one black church. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> it's not a matter of black church. She said, the pastor prayed for me. Look, my hands are healed. She came to this church. We took her photograph and she came to testify. One of her neighbors who carried that from when she was a baby came the following Sunday to come and say, she's from Caribbean. She said, I come to testify here today that I carried this child. I was there when she was registered handicapped. When they brought her from hospital, I was with the mother. I carried this child throughout her life. She is registered handicapped with epilepsy. She was paralyzed in the right hand, but we don't know what has happened. Jesus healed her anyway. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Do you know something? There is power in the name of Jesus of Nazareth. And that power is for everybody who believes. But your eyes, the eyes of your heart must be enlightened for you to be able to operate the power. Let's stand up together. You are going to pray and tell the Lord Jesus, open the eyes of my heart. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Lift up your voice and begin to pray. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. You know, when you ask, you receive. It is by asking that you receive. Tell the Lord to open the eyes of your heart. It says you have a hope that I may know the hope to which you have called me, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the same. And it's incomparably great power for those who believe. That power is like the working of His Majesty, which He exalted on Christ Jesus. Tell the Lord, open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Tell the Lord Jesus, lay your hands upon me, Lord Jesus. Lay your hands upon me, use me, Lord Jesus. As an instrument, use me, Lord Jesus, as an instrument. Tell the Lord, oh, 
Father God, Mande Haya. Tell the Lord, I'm available, I'm available, I'm available. Share up your spirit within me, O Lord. Share up your spirit within me, O Lord. Tell the Lord, it is my time. It is my time. Reboronde sekere boshanda haria. Leprakataga roboshiprale modonde se. O Lord. Oh Lord. In Jesus' anointed name we have prayed. When Jesus appeared to them in the order of miles, he said, Receive the Holy Spirit. And the Bible said they were they, their eyes was opened. I want you to expect in your heart right now. When I make a declaration over you, begin to scream, Lord, I receive, 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 from your heart. Father, I say in the name of your son to your people, receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive power. Receive power. Receive unction of heaven. Receive unction of heaven. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the flame of God. Receive the fire of heaven. Receive in the name of Jesus. Receive in the name of Jesus. Receive in the name of Jesus. Fire! 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 And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem. The power to heal the sick. The power to raise the dead. The power to cast out devils. Knowledge of God. Transcendent knowledge of God. Insight of the spirits. Father, we bless you. Yea, Lord, let your fire follow them home. Destroying every part of the enemy. Losing chains. Refining hearts and mind. Sharing the mind of man to righteousness. Thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Anyone seek under my voice. You are healed in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. The Bible says by his stripes you were healed. The pain in the back 
and the left side of your scapula in the back. I cause them to die in the name of Jesus. It is removed from this hour. Every form of pain in your joints. I cause them to die in the name of Jesus. Right? A leg that is shorter. Grow in the name of Jesus. I speak. The leg that is shorter. Grow out in the name of Jesus. Right? Of Nazareth. Uh-huh. I stare again. That short leg, go out in the name of Jesus. Your liver is healed. Your kidney is healed. Your heart is healed. Your pancreas is healed. Receive brand new ones in the name of Jesus. Your kidney is healed. Your spleen is healed. Your womb is healed. Your breast is healed. Every form of lump disappear in the name of Jesus. Every cancer of cell, I command you to be converted back to normal cells. Whatever is contrary to peace in your mother body, I command them to be removed from their roots. The Bible says every tree that my heavenly father did not plant shall be pulled out from the roots. Everything the devil has sown in your physical body, I cause them to be pulled out in the name of Jesus Christ. Someone who is suffering from nightmares, the spirit that torments you all these years, I bind them and cast them back to hell. You will lie down and sleep in peace. If you have been having problems sleeping from today, you will sleep very sound. You will lie down and sleep in peace. The Lord your God will keep you from, he will keep you from evil and he will keep you by his power. Instead of confusion of mind, you receive revelation of angels. Oh Lord, anyone under my voice that is jobless, I decree, before the end of this month, you receive your jobs. It is the order of heaven. Jesus the same principles and power made a publisher of them. He cancelled everything code and everything that stands opposed to us. Every opposition against your life by the cross, I declare them defeated. I bless the works of your hands. The Lord bless you. The Lord will open the floodgates of heaven in this week. He will send rain of blessing upon this house. The Lord will take you from where you are to where you ought to be. Angels of God will be at your disposal. Those of you who have been prayer warriors before, and now you are storytellers, your old strength is restored in the name of Jesus Christ. Those of you who have been weary, that Satan has sent demons of hell to weary your soul. You are delivered in the name of Jesus Christ. The word of God you have today, the scriptures I have quoted today, they shall enter into you and remain in you. They will turn your heart towards the living one. Oh Lord my King, 
I pray. People who have been rejected over good things and promises. Those who reject you, they will call you back and give you a rise. Those who said no to you. Concerning good things. Concerning your rights. They will write you back and say we are pleased to give it to you. They will not rest until they have given you your rights. Those of you that Satan has turned your joy to sorrow. I rebuke the afflictor and cast him to hell. And I command the restoration of your peace. I command the restoration of your family. I command the restoration of your life. I command the restoration of your hope. The Bible says, Present to the Lord whatever you do, and your plans will succeed. All what you are doing, I present it before God. I invoke success from God upon your plans. For every vision you have, God brings you provision. In this month of April, you will receive your provision. By dreams, by open vision, by trance, by audible voice, you will receive your provision. You will see your direction. Better is the end of the matter than the beginning. I say, by the end of April, your life shall be better than before. As the King of Heaven has written it in His express laws, the Lord Almighty will rise up before you. He will go before you and He will level the mountains. He will break down the gates of bronze and He will cut through the bars of iron. He will open the double doors before you. He will give you the treasures of darkness in this week and the riches that are stored in sacred places. Lord, this week is my week. By the end of this month, it's my special day. So I ask for gifts for all CFT members globally. And everyone under my voice. Whatever has been your desire and your, your um, um, request before the Lord from January. I stand in Christ in God as a messenger of the living God. I declare those requests granted. In the name of the Father and of the Son. And of the Holy Spirit. And I declare that next Sunday will be day of testimony. From Friday, these overcomers, you will begin to testify. And the name of the Most High shall be glorified. In Jesus' holy and anointed name we are praying. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Somebody say amen. Jam your hands together for the living God. Living God. Living God. Living God.